Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the first time in years, football at every level will take center stage in the Treasure State this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats will play impactful games for the first time since December of 2019. The Grizz played a pair of games in the spring that were not part of the sanctioned spring FCS or Big Sky Conference seasons. MSU has not taken the gridiron since losing in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs to North Dakota State in Fargo, North Dakota 21 months ago. The Treasure State's Big Sky Conference teams each compete against FBS opponents on Saturday. The Bobcats take on the Wyoming Cowboys at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. The contest marks the first for new head coach Brent Vegan as well as a sort of homecoming. Vegan spent the last seven seasons as the offensive coordinator at Wyoming and has coached on Wyo head coach Craig Bolstaff for the last 18 years. Kickoff from Laramie is set for 2 p.m. and the game can be streamed at GoWyo.com. Montana takes on the number 20 Washington Huskies in Seattle at 6 p.m. from Husky Stadium Saturday night. The Grizzlies destroyed Central Washington and Portland State in April. The last took the field in a game of consequence in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs against Weber State back in December of 2019. The game can be streamed on the Pac-12 network. And finally, Friday's high school slate includes Sentinel playing at Bozeman, Hellgate playing at Belgrade, and Big Sky hosting Billing Skyview. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Man, I'm so happy to be in Denver 
But I'm also so sad that I'm not in the studio right now because I know my main guy, Rajin Seabrook, is grooving to this one. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm just going to let this play out a little bit more so Rajim can dance on camera. Hey, man, I got to save my energy uh, for coaching tomorrow morning. Got the fre- got the freshies tomorrow morning early at 11 o'clock. So dancing shoes will uh, have to stay off and the, the coaching hat will have to come on. Community, thanks for all you do, man. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. I'm in Denver. He's by James Seabrook. He is in the Northwest Motorsport Studio. If you want to check out Northwest Motorsport, they're new to Missoula, corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. All sorts of stuff to get you to in hour number two. Hour number one featured our Garden City Spotlight with interviews from Dane Oliver, Missoula Federal Head Coach, Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky Head Coach, and Mick Morris, Missoula Hellgate Head Coach. We also heard the best of fall camp from Bobby Houck, about 10 minutes with Coach Houck as his Grizz prepared to face the Washington Huskies. And uh, also just celebrate a little bit that it's Friday and football is back. Now, if you want to find anything from the first hour, you can find it on the podcast. Nuana is now. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Time to get to here in hour number two, beginning with what happened in the Big Sky Conference last night. Five Big Sky Conference games last night. Weber State lost 40-17 to Utah. So in Utah lost 42-14 to Arizona State. But the upsets of the night included UC Davis beating Tulsa 19-17 as well as Eastern Washington beating UNLV in Las Vegas 37-35 in overtime, and uh, actually double overtime, rather. And uh, we'll get into some of those, both of those results here uh, in just a second. But uh, definitely fascinating. Um, and so, Rajim, first and foremost, did you watch either of these games? I saw the highlights. I was I was baffled. I was uh, saw the highlights of uh, the Eastern Washington game, and it was just – if they just don't miss three field goals, we're not even talking about double overtime. Like, it, I just... Oh, no, right. for sure. Like, come on, man. I love opening weekend. I love upsets, especially when it's, uh, uh, you know, formerly known as one double-A football upsetting, you know, the big brother just a year and a half ahead in seniority. It always brings me back to when Appy State opened up, uh, opened up the proverbial can on Michigan many moons ago. So these upsets were legit. But I tell you, the, the upset that I enjoyed more was the UC Davis game. And uh, I don't know, man. I need to get me an Isaiah Gomez jersey. He's my new hero for all the kicker love, kicker lovers in the world. Um, it was like an opposite tail of tape of the Eastern Washington game, him hitting those two huge field goals to, to lift up uh, um, a Big Sky team over Tulsa, who did really well in the ACC last year going 6-0. So yeah. t- tipping hats to coaches, players, and execution. And uh, COVID had no impact on them. Look at this guy, dude. He's bringing the heat with his stats and everything. I love it, dude. Uh, yes, Tulsa, very good win. And what a weekend for UC Davis because I think that uh, people might have forgotten the fact that this Tulsa game was a replacement for the USC game that got bought out. So, UC Davis not only posted a 1917 victory over a team, like you mentioned, that went 6-0 in the AAC last year, beat two ranked teams, and only lost to Cincinnati by three points in the AAC title game. But also, they get a $725,000 payday from the USC, $400,000 more from Tulsa, $1.12 million, and an FBS win for UC Davis. That's the second FBS win, by the way, in three seasons under Dan Hawkins. They beat 
San Jose State a couple years ago as well. But you're right, Rajin, the Eastern game was ridiculous. First of all, Eric Berrier is insane to watch. He's so fun to watch. But Amazing. secondly, Eastern, Eastern should have won that game running away, man. They missed three different field goals, including a 22-yarder uh, with at the end of regulation. And uh, it was an exciting game. But I came away thinking, one, Berrier is going to take Eastern Washington a long ways. Two, Eastern's got to find a new kicker. <laughs> and three, <laughs> I couldn't believe how bad UNLV was, man. UNLV was awful. Their quarterback and their running back were both good. And other than that, they had no players, man. Like, legitimately, it's a good win for Eastern, but, like, they covered the spread. It was only a one-and-a-half-point spread, but Eastern was the favorite on the road and in Vegas. And so, you know, it was exactly what was supposed to happen, a two a two-point win. Uh, by Eastern, but I just thought, man, UNLV, I don't even think that's a top-five team in the big sky. Yeah, and it just goes back to a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about realignment in conferences. It's it's one of those things that UNLV would be better off in the Big Sky Conference than say some of these other teams. Sure. And it's it's you know or like a Wyoming, which would make great for travel, great for interstate rivalry, and just this corridor of America. Like you can really just represent aspects of the Rocky Mountain from north to south, or as you know, as long as the range goes, so to say. Um, but it's just it's it's almost an embarrassment to be on that level to come in and not even be favored at your hometown against a one double A school, put you know essentially, and it's just a it's it's I don't know it makes me realize they miss Bobby Hawk down there too, um, but it's 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 one of those things that you just got to start percolating and circulating in your mind about like here's a great school that could drop down in a level and rise someone else up who's ready to test their medal against uh, higher and tougher competition. Rajiv Seabrook, Jonah B. Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now, broadcasting to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go to nwmsrocks.com to find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. How's the uh, weather doing there, Rajiv? It is gorgeous. Like, absolutely gorgeous. This is one of those nights you are excited to go to a soccer game, paddlehead game, go watch one of your, you know, your, your local high school favorite go on a date with someone you care about like these are the days that as you know as we reside in montana that you look so forward to especially at the end of the first full week of school and on the horizon of a a nice long labor day weekend so it is gorgeous and uh missoula is missing one of its favorite sons man so um there's your weather report and, and and showing you some love all in the same breath i love it brother well if if it is really nice i got an idea you know, Regime, we've been up there before. Apex Deck at Vertex Fitness. Go check it out right now. They have one of the best rooftops in all of Missoula. And you can get beer and wine now at Vertex Fitness as well when you're sitting up on the Apex Deck or at the Apex Bistro. If you head on down to Vertex Fitness there right off of Russell, tell them ESPN Radio sent you. We've got the ESPN special going on right now. You're going to get uh, a specialty-priced beer or glass of wine. Uh, so head on down to Vertex Fitness between 4 and 7 on Fridays always and tell them ESPN Radio sent you. Uh, they got Kettle House, Fire, and Big Sky, Lewis and Clark Beers, ESPN Happy Hour Special down there at Vertex Fitness. If it is beautiful, you should go sit on that rooftop up there on the Apex Apex deck and uh, check out Apex Bistro as well. Also next week, they got a cornhole tournament going on Thursday, uh, September 9th. They got cash and prizes for the top three teams. So go to VertexFitness.com. That's VRTXFitness.com to check out all what they got going on from memberships to personal training to uh, everything in between. Go check out Vertex Fitness today. All right, Reggie, let's talk a little bit about the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Uh, First and foremost, uh, just your feelings as we now have football on the horizon. We finally have the Grizz and the Cats play meaningful meaningful football games 
on a Saturday in the fall for the first time in years. How are you feeling, my man? Uh, it's it's Christmas three months early. It's 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 no the, doubt. it's the best weekend of the year outside of my children's birthday and Christmas. Best weekend of the year, hands down. Let's go. I love it. So let's talk about these matchups upcoming. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Eastern Washington's win over UNLV was their 11th win over FBS teams. I was thinking back over Montana's years, and as good as the Grizz have been, they, they were peerless in the Big Sky Conference for more than a decade. They were among the cream of the crop in Division I AA, then into the FCS for uh, nearly 20 years straight. But the, the FBS wins have been few and far between. They beat Oregon State back in, I think, either 90 or 91. They also beat Oregon State in 96, the year after they won the national championship. Joe, uh, Brian Ayat and those guys went into Oregon State and won in 96. Uh, Joe Douglas had a big game. I think he had been at Oregon State transfer. Uh, and then there was the Idaho win in Bobby Houck's first year when the Grizz ran the Vera option uh, to the tune of a homecoming victory over the Vandals. But that was the last time Idaho and Montana played until Idaho got back in the big sky. All that to say, as good as Montana's been, they, uh, an FBS win has eluded them. There's a couple of reasons for that, though. Number one, you play these FBS games for money. I mean, you play them to fill the coffers, first and foremost, to fund the athletic department. Well, Montana, during the height of their run, had so many – I mean, it was an automatic sellout every single weekend. They were so successful. So they knew that they could make just as much revenue. You're going to make, you know, you're going to make a profit margin of three-quarters of a million to a million dollars at every single one of your home games when you're selling them out if you're Montana. That's more than it is to go play an FBS team, but they're not selling out as much anymore. So now they do need to play these games a little bit. Um, but that's part of the equation here. That's why Montana hasn't gone and sprung an FBS game because it's a little different playing the Washington Huskies in Seattle and playing UNLV down in Sin City. Yeah, you know, money's needed. You got to have it. It'll be an interesting situation because I tell you what what I fear in these kind of matchups when when our beloved Grizz go up and they play against the Washingtons or the Oregons of the world is uh, will it set a, a dour, sour tone for the rest of the year? And I hate to say it, Coulter, no jinxing, salt over the shoulder, knocking on wood. I always fear injury for situations like this. And I understand that you need the money and the program needs it and it's, it's, it's good revenue, but at what cost? And um, it's the same way when we play a, a you know a top tier D two school and we run rough shot over them. It's the same thing. It's I understand the business analytics and the financials, and I would almost dang sir say freakonomics of it, but at what cost? Especially as we're coming off a, a COVID year and hoping to have good football for the rest of the the season. Well, I was going to ask you about this. This one is now on one two ninety ESPN Missoula and SWX Montana Television. Right, James Seabrook in studio. That's who you see. On the camera, I'm down in Denver. I'm Colter Nuanas, by the way. I, uh, I'm down in Denver on my way up to Laramie, Wyoming tomorrow morning to cover the Bobcat game. Andrew Houghton be heading west to go cover the Husky game in Seattle as well. So you can find all that coverage first over the weekend at SkylineSportsMT.com. You can also go check out Skyline right now. we got a bunch of new, fresh, good content up there. got new Big Sky Breakdown podcasts analyzing both the Grizz and the Bobcat rosters. Also got a new podcast series, Catching Up with the Cats, our debut episode Mike Person, a guy who was an All-American at Montana State, captain of the 2010 Big Sky Conference champion Bobcats, and then a nine-year NFL veteran who played in the Super Bowl, all the way from Glendive, Montana. So that's a fun interview. Uh, so go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. Also have a good feature up there about the Grizz defensive line. He, uh, the Grizz defensive line, I think, is underrated. I think a lot of people think it's not a strength of the team. I think it's among, if not the strengths of the team. So go check out that story. 
uh, there at Skyline Sports uh, in com. But, Rajim, I wanted to ask you about this because uh, I think there is a perception that injuries are going to happen at a higher level when you're playing a higher level of competition. I do think there's a certain factor there because when you get more fatigued, you have a higher chance of being injured, and Pac-12 teams just have so much more depth, so their guys just aren't going to ever get as tired. And when you're playing in a game like that, you don't ever want to take your big dogs out either, so those guys are going to get tired by the end as well. All that said, though, I think that a lot of times, I mean, I think injuries are just as prevalent when you're playing up, equal, or down. So, I mean, do you really think that it is? I mean, you played a lot of football in your life. Do you think it is more prevalent, the higher level of competition? I think you I think you kind of answered part of your own question. When you have the heavy rotations of, of you know, the Washingtons, the Stanfords, the Cows of the world, the Wisconsins, the Nebraskas, these, you know, big schools that have 137 kids on their roster, and they're essentially playing this game, of course, to win, but it's also for them... On some levels, it's it's fine tuning before they enter their own con, uh, a conference play. So, with that being said, having guys come in and out of series that are fresh and aren't as fatigued uh, wears down on guys that, as you just clearly stated, that are in there for the longer haul. So it's it's one of those it's one of those you know Ben don't break and and you know Bobby has our guys ready 110 percent, but there is just that different um, X factor of different. Um, issues, and I don't mean that in a negative way, that programs will have when facing programs of that magnitude. There's just different types of issues that you don't deal with when you're paying, you know, big sky opponents or, you know, that the, the FCS level type of guys versus, you know, the, Pac, the Pac-12s, the Big Tens, the Big 12s, the ACCs and SECs of the world. It's just, it's just a different world altogether. It's absolutely true. And, uh, I mean, the other thing is there is a, a level of top-level talent as well. You know, I mean, a lot of Montana's best players could play at Washington, but a lot of Washington's best players are going to play in the NFL. And I think that's uh, probably the biggest difference is uh, not just the depth, but also just the fact that uh, they just have, the, the top-level talent is going to be uh, so superior. For sure. So uh, Montana definitely has their hands full. Number 20 team in the country. There's a reason for it. Um, Washington beat Montana 63-7 to in their last matchup. That was back in 2017. Uh, that was the final season of the Bob Stitt era. Um, and Bobby Houck talked earlier this week about wanting to know if his t- uh, team had closed the gap. And I- I'm so interested to see that as well. Obviously, this Washington team, is good, expected to be good, but nowhere nearly as good as that 2017 team. I mean, that 2017 team was the number seven team in the country when Montana played them and uh, ended up in the college football playoff. And they were led by guys like, I mean, Vita Vea was the number 12 overall pick in the NFL draft. Like Greg Jenkins was a top 30 pick. Um, Buda Baker is, you know, one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL now. So that, that Washington, Dante Pettis is in the league. That Washington team was stacked. But this Washington team, they have some pretty good talent, which is led by, uh, Dylan Morris, the quarterback, he was uh, a Washington Player of the Year once upon a time. He's a stud, and uh, he's only a redshirt freshman, but you know, comes with a caveat because his last year didn't count. So he's gotten to play in four games in the fall, and he still has his freshman status again coming into this fall. And uh, we'll see. I mean, that's the one thing the Huskies have had for uh, pretty much my whole lifetime, from Mark Brunel to Warren Moon to the Heward brothers, and then most recently – Jake Locker, Keith Price, Jacob Eason, Jake Browning. I mean, every single guy I just named went to the NFL. So basically, it's like if you start at Washington, a quarterback, yes, he has to go to the league. And I'm not saying Dylan Morris is there yet, but he's going to be a very talented guy. And then you look at Cade Otten, the tight end. I mean, 
He's 6'5", 250. He's uh, been ranked as one of the top tight end prospects NFL-wise in college football for s- several years already. Uh, so, I mean, UW's just going to have some some high-level talent. But, Rajima, I, I thought the other thing you said that was interesting was setting the tone of the season. And I, I totally agree with that to a certain extent because uh, you don't want to go get embarrassed and get demoralized. But I think that's why it's about just the effort. It's about just doing the best you possibly can. I mean, that's the thing. These guys have been practicing for so long, and they have such a good relationship with Coach Houck in terms of the way he uh, critiques the team that they'll know if they gave their best effort or not. If you give your best effort, then regardless of what the score is, that was the best you could have done. And I think that's all you got to do is just give best effort, maybe not worry about the scoring margin because, I mean, this, this is going to be an interesting one. The, the Grizz are, so I guess I'll, I'll start there with you then, though. The Grizz are 22-point dogs. What do you think of that line? Uh, no pun intended on your last statement, my friend. Uh, I, I think that that's 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 steep. That's a that's a deep cut. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'll and I, but I want to go back to the top of your question. Uh, the Grizz are going to play their heart out, and 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 even though more than likely UW is going to win, I would love for the upset to happen. Please, Grizz Nation, do not key my car the next time you see me. I would love for the upset to happen. Uh, but right now it's about victories um, within the game. You know, what does work against higher caliber? Who did well against a, you know, what what three-star athlete did well against their five-star athlete? And being able to get those, uh, you, you, you know, you just mentioned stits. You, go, you get those analytics of the game that's going to make you better down the road when you start, you know, when you go back to your level of competition. So... From that perspective alone, it's about those individual wins, those those battles, those analytics that you're taking away from this, not so much the win or the point differential. The other aspect to that is this is just um, I don't know, man. It's such a it's this is this is just one of those weird situations that I, I feel the same way when uh, sometimes Class A football plays Class B football. It's just the this odd pairing of sorts. But it's going to be good football either way. We know the maroon and silver is going to show up, and we'll see where they go from there. It'll benefit Montana, too, just because they won't see some of the athletes like they're going to see on Saturday again. So if they can play fast, I mean, that's what it's all about, is, is knowing what you're doing and then playing as fast as you can. I, th- I think I, th- I heard that line from a coach uh, earlier during fall camp, and I thought it was a good one. So I think that's all Montana can ask for. But if they do... Uh, I mean, I expect the Grizz to compete. That's the thing. Bobby Howe's teams are always going to compete. Absolutely. So, um, this will also be a cool experience for some of the guys on the Grizz roster. Cam Humphrey, senior quarterback, will make uh, his first start of 2021. He does have four starts under his belt uh, over the last two years. But he hails from Issaquah, Washington, which is uh, about half an hour, um, I guess, east of Seattle as you're driving into the city from, from this neck of the woods. Uh, he'll make his first start of his senior season. Gavin Robertson from Washington, uh, excuse me, Auburn, Washington. So that's about an mm, hour from Seattle north. Um, Nash Fouch is from Woodenville, which is just a little ways outside of Seattle as well. But Nash Fouch will make his first start for the Grizz uh, at corner, or excuse me, at Nickelback. Uh, Corbin Walker, a cornerback from Renton, uh, he's a sophomore. He'll be Montez's number one corner in this game versus the Huskies. He had a great fall camp, uh, one of the standouts of fall camp. Cole Grossman, that tight end who's uh, – a super-duper-duper redshirt freshman, uh, a guy that had a gray shirt and then a red shirt and then a COVID shirt. So he has not played a game yet, yet he's been in college uh, for four years. Uh, he's from Vancouver, Washington, just just over the bridge from Poland. So Grossman, another Washington guy that will play against the Huskies. And uh, 
Michael Matthews, he hails from Camus, uh, a linebacker for the Grizzlies. Kobe Canoose is from Gig Harbor, which is right outside Seattle. Skylar Martin, also like Cole Grossman, uh, from Vancouver, Washington. Peyton Brammers from Bush Par- Bush Prairie, excuse me, uh, which is south of Seattle. And uh, then Jacob McGowan hails from Cheney. So uh, 11 Washington guys on the roster for the Grizzlies, including uh, most of those from the greater Seattle area. So uh, that'll be a cool uh, little feather in the cap for those guys to play uh, close to home. Dude, what don't you text know? Text from a listener. What do you, before we get to the text, like, what don't you know? I'm ready to get, like, rank, serial number, blood type, mother's maiden name, last four digits of your social security card, and your Netflix password. Like, good gravy, baby. I love this fountain, this plethora, cornucopia, and amalgamation of information. What a sensation. Let's go, baby. Uh, I love it. Nuana's now Roger Seabrook in studio. Coulter is coming to you from Denver. And uh, a text from a listener did I miss you telling us how much the Grizz are being paid to go play the Huskies? I agree with regime, but I have a concern about injuries. So thanks for the text. Great, great question and great insight. Um, I, Montana's get paid $675,000 for this game. So that's uh, about exactly what you would hope to make in a home game, like bare mid, no matter who you play. So, you know, it's, it's tip for cap. I do think it is, again, a good feather in the cap. And I actually think the 22-point line, that's pretty good respect for Montana. I was thinking I more say. like a twenty-eight to thirty. Yeah, I was thinking more like a twenty-eight to thirty-point line. So I do think that's a, a good line for uh, Montana. We're going to talk more about Montana and Montana State, and we're also going to do some uh, over/under win totals for teams around the NFL as well. More here on Nuanas now. It's all football all the time, leading up to the opening of college football in the great state of Montana. Keep it right here, at ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the first time in years, football at every level will take center stage in the Treasure State this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats will play impactful games for the first time since December of 2019. The Grizz played a pair of games in the spring that were not part of the sanctioned spring FCS or Big Sky Conference seasons. MSU has not taken the gridiron since losing in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs to North Dakota State in Fargo, North Dakota 21 months ago. The Treasure State's Big Sky Conference teams each compete against FBS opponents on Saturday. The Bobcats take on the Wyoming Cowboys at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. The contest marks the first for new head coach Brent Vegan as well as a sort of homecoming. Vegan spent the last seven seasons as the offensive coordinator at Wyoming and has coached on Wyo head coach Craig Bolstaff for the last 18 years. Kickoff from Laramie is set for 2 p.m. and the game can be streamed at GoWyo.com. Montana takes on the number 20 Washington Huskies in Seattle at 6 p.m. from Husky Stadium Saturday night. The Grizzlies destroyed Central Washington and Portland State 
State in April. The last took the field in a game of consequence in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs against Weber State back in December of 2019. The game can be streamed on the Pac-12 network. And finally, Friday's high school slate includes Sentinel playing at Bozeman, Hellgate playing at Belgrade, and Big Sky hosting Billing Skyview. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Nuwana's now on ESPN Radio with special guest, Raju Zebrook. is too good here on a Friday. Moving and grooving, hoping you're having an outstanding week, and hopefully you're looking forward to an outstanding weekend. I know I'm ready to roll. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook is in the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Colter Nuana is down here in Denver, Colorado. I'm heading up to Laramie. The uh, Montana State Bobcats, they just landed in Laramie yeah, just from their Montana State football Twitter account about half an hour ago, the boys have landed. And there's a picture of Brent Deegan, the head coach, suited and booted like always. I mean, he's always wearing a suit. And, uh, you know, I got to respect the consistency for sure. He's press conferences, plane rides, everything in between. New Montana State head coach always got his suit on. There's also a picture of Andre Williams. He's wearing a cowboy hat. Bobcat senior defensive end. Picture of Tucker Rovick, junior quarterback and a captain, wearing a cowboy hat. There's a picture of Troy Anderson, captain and All-American do-everything super senior for the Bobcats from Dillon, Montana. He's wearing a cowboy hat. Now, I would believe that Troy Anderson would be wearing a cowboy hat no matter what because Troy Anderson's a real-life cowboy. He's a real Montana cowboy. It will not surprise me if Troy Anderson just disappears onto the ranch and rides his horse uh, for the rest of his life whenever his football career might end. But that might not be for a long time. Uh, I think he has a chance to play at the next level for sure. But either way, uh, it's not a coincidence. These guys are wearing cowboy hats because they're playing the Wyoming Cowboys. So, Rajim, what do you think of this? They're getting into cowboy land, getting off the plane in Wyoming wearing their cowboy hats. I don't know if that's like a backhanded compliment, a front-handed slap to the face, or like the highest form of flattery is copying. Like, it's, I don't know, man. Or are they just, you know, having a good time with it and having some whimsical humor? Either which way, if I was the Cowboys and I saw them Bobcats getting off that plane, I don't know, man. I'd be itching for a scratch. But I don't like the Bobcats. So that's, you know, that's another conversation. For me. <laughs> uh, buddy. Well, you know, it, it is an interesting, it's, a, it's awesome to be in my shoes, being on both sides of the rivalry, uh, no doubt. But it, uh, let's talk briefly about the Bobcats before we get into some NFL uh, over-under for win totals. What's your perspective on this game? Because Wyoming... A solid Mountain West squad, to be sure. And they're led by a good coach and Craig Bull. Uh, but this is nowhere near the talent gap that the Grizz are experiencing when they go to Washington. No, and I, I think that, honestly, some might not ups, uh, view this as an upset, but I, I think Montana State can pull off the win in this. Like you said, Wyoming is no Washington. So the only thing that's the same there is they both start with W. Uh, other than that, that's the buck stops there. I think that Montana State has enough talent, and I think they have enough scheme and schematics, coach-wise, to 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 execute the uh, execute the upset. Uh, Wyoming is not by any means a powerhouse and can be had, and uh, 
I think it can happen this weekend and continue the upset of Big Sky teams uh, beating up uh, Big Brothers who are only a year and a half older. We will uh, circle back around to this Montana State game. Uh, but first, we got to talk a little bit NFL because Reggie and I always like to wrap about the NFL. The NFL is on the rise. We're less than a week away from uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys kicking off the Let's season go. on Thursday night football. Uh, so that should be really fun to, to get the NFL season uh, underway. Um, but, Rajim, we're going to do a little over-under here. This is just over-under win totals. The most important thing to remember is that 17 games this year. So nine wins is not quite nine wins anymore. It's more like nine and a half. Like the, what we always thought of as a 10-6 and six season, a solid year. It's going to be either 10-7 and seven or 11-6 and six this year. You know what I mean? So right. up your win totals by like all – like half a win, basically, when we're doing these. We did, my brother and I did uh, several of these uh, the other day. We touched on a lot of the teams from uh, that are popular in our neck of the woods in, in Montana. Uh, so we're going to go do some ones that uh, we haven't done so far here on the show. So we're going to get started then with uh, your division. Your New York Giants are in the NFC East, and so we will start there with the New York Giants. Seven and a half wins is the Vegas over-under for the New York football Giants. What say you? Are you taking the over or the under? They'll, they'll have over seven and a half wins for sure this year. I think uh, there are, uh, the back end of the Giants' defense is solid. The, uh, the front seven are coming together. Uh, Daniel Jones has talented playmakers at every position, running back, tight end, and all, every wide receiver spot. So uh, if that offensive line, young offense, young yet athletic offensive line can hold its water, uh, I think the Giants can win the NFC East. So I would say over. Wow, okay. Uh, you know what? I'm actually taking the over as well. I think the Giants, although I don't know if they're uh, division champion caliber yet, I do think they'll be at or maybe slightly above 500. If this team went 10-7, and seven, I think that's probably their ceiling, 10-7. and seven. Uh, a nine and eight would not surprise me, and eight and nine would not surprise me. But all of those are over seven and a half, so I'm taking the over with you as well. well let's, let's just keep going through the NFC East because we haven't talked about any of these teams here. Uh, on Nuwana is now Rajim Seabrook, by the way, joining me. Uh, Colter Nuwana is here uh, on ESPN Missoula. The Eagles six and a half over under six and a half wins for the Philadelphia Eagles. No, I think the Eagles would be lucky. It would be a godsend if uh, the Eagles uh, got to six wins this year. I think they're the basement doormat of the NFC East this year. Not saying much because the NFC East is just its not a strong, uh, do not have a strong four. Uh, but Philly's just not ready. They have not recouped from, you know, the, I think the Super Bowl year. Um, they're, just, they're just on rickety wheels right now, and I would say under. Or the push to be exactly where they're at. I'm, I'm taking the under all day. I think the Eagles are one of the three or four worst teams in the league. I actually think this is funny because I do have some insight and some intel on Jalen Hurts. Uh, our good buddy, the friend of this show, Marty Morningway, former uh, special assistant for the Eagles, who then previously spent a, more than a decade in Philadelphia, a guy very familiar with that franchise, and who spent one year around Jalen Hurts. He thinks Jalen Hurts is the real deal. So, uh, by the way, tease for later. Stay tuned. Uh, some fun stuff coming up with Coach Morningway. He and I are meeting uh, early next week to hash some things out, but uh, you can expect to hear Marty Morningway more re- regularly here uh, on ESPN Radio uh, around the city of Missoula as well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. Going through some over and under under here, uh, over under uh, bets for the uh, NFL. The Washington football team, Rajim, eight and a half is the over under for the Washington football team. 
Where are we at with the uh, former, uh, I guess we won't even say it here, where are we at with the Washington football squad? The WFC not to be considered with the WWE or the KFC, you know what I'm saying? I would say that Washington, if that defense can hold up and their journeyman quarterback can can just keep them in games, I'm going to go with the over. Washington's defense is just straight nasty and salty. It's the offense that needs to play catch-up to its uh, defensive counterpart. So I'm going to say over. We're on the same page here, man. I got the over as well. I think the Redskins are the best team in the NFC East. I know you're optimistic about your Giants, and, and you know, they, they might be able to make a run if the chips fell their way. But I think the Redskins, uh, formerly the Redskins, I'm never going to stop doing that, man. I know it's, it needs to be done, uh, but I keep slipping up. But I think they're the best team in the division, which then leads me to the team that actually is favored in Vegas to win the division. That's the Dallas Cowboys. 9.5, 9.5 wins over or under for the Dallas Cowboys. Do you want to be nice or do you want to be a good co-host? Because you know how I feel about Dallas. I don't want to give them <laughs> well, nothing on be, any day. Um, I know, but you gotta you got to respect that they are talented, though, man. They, I think C.D. Lamb could be, could be the key that unlocks everything for them. We'll see. They have a lot of pieces that they lost last year to injury. Are, are all the injury boo-boos and Knicks gone? Can they come back and play with that many people? Is the cohesion there as, a, as an offensive unit, especially along that front uh, offensive line? I'm going to say they stand right exactly at where Vegas puts them, at those wins. So I would say push and keep them right there. All right. Uh, it would be interesting to see how it all plays out yes, sir. throughout the NFC East and throughout the rest of the NFL as well. Uh, here's what we're going to do. we got to pay some bills one last time here on a Friday when I'm having so much fun hanging out with all you fine listeners and also rapping from thousands of miles away with my main guy, Rajin Seabrook. Uh, but we're going to take one more break, pay one more set of bills here on Nuanas now, and then we'll be back at you with a few more over-under win totals and a few final thoughts leading up to the opening weekend for the two Big Sky Conference teams that reside in Montana. That's the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. All that and more right here next on ESPN Missoula. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home ESPN Radio. Friday. Hope you have an outstanding week. Hope you have an outstanding evening. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. 
I'm broadcasting to you live through the Northwest Motorsports Studio, was where my main man, Rajim Seabrook, is sitting. But I am sitting in Denver, Colorado, hanging out right before I go up to Laramie, Wyoming, for the Bobcat game against the University of Wyoming. And uh, be happy to have football back in our lives. If you missed anything in today's show, awesome show. Garden City Spotlight kicked things off with thoughts from Dane Oliver of Missoula Sentinel, Nick Morris of Missoula Hellgate, and Matt Johnson of Missoula Big Sky. Uh, we also heard from Bobby Houck, the best of Bobby Houck from the last month of fall camp as part of our Houck highlights. Presented to us by Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. We also uh, talked some Big Sky football, big upsets in the Big Sky last night. UC Davis taking down Tulsa and uh, Eastern Washington taking out UNLV in double overtime in Las Vegas. And Rajim Seabrook's been kicking with us for the second hour, talking all things Big Sky football, Caps, Grizz, UC Davis, UNLV. And we've been doing some NFL over-unders. If you want to hear anything from today's show, you can find it on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackbook Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Pet Montana. All right, Rajim, let's keep ripping through some of these NFL uh, over-unders. By let's Hillary. go. Here's what we're going to do. I want, there's one team I want to specifically get to because I think it's a fascinating over-under. And then after that, you're just going to name a team, and I'll, I'll find you the over-under real quick, and we'll talk about that team until we uh, until we run out of time. How about that? Do it. Do it. All right. This is the team I want to address first, New Orleans Saints. Their over-under win total is 9.5. I think that's very high, so I will say under. But where are you at with the New Orleans Saints, 9.5? I'm going to say under. You know, when when – Taysom Hill is your is your threat at usurping your starting quarterback. You got some troubles in your dome. Under. What about Jameis Winston, man? Are you in it or out of it with famous Jameis? I'm out like them crab legs in his pocket from about eight years ago. <laughs> oh, gee, you're quick, man. That was good. All right. Uh, the rest of the NFC South is fascinating as well because the Saints are the favorite to win the division. According, Actually, they're not. Excuse me. I had not looked at the, of course, defending champion, defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're 11 and a half. What are you at with the Bucs at 11.5? Dude, until Tom Brady you know, quits wearing Ugg boots and drinks from his ladies' bathwater, he can have whatever he wants. We ain't even going to touch that. You know it's going to be right there a little bit over. Yeah, no kidding. All right, well, I'm on it, too. The thing about that's crazy about the Bucs is in the modern era, the Super Bowl era, one of the most undertold factors is – the reason it's so hard to get to get back to the Super Bowl multiple years in a row, no matter if you won or lost, you know, there's the disease of more guys wanting more egos getting in the way, chemistry, whatever. More than anything, though, it's just pure economics. The salary cap starts hitting when you have a great Super Bowl team. Inevitably, a handful of your best players are going to be in contract years. You just run to the Super Bowl. If you want a Super Bowl, those guys are getting paid. So then that automatically makes it so that your roster will be a little bit altered coming into next year. Well, as we know, Tom Brady doesn't take maximum money. He still makes a healthy living in the NFL. But he's making half as much money as his contemporaries because he basically essentially takes a pay cut. I mean, most people are listening are saying, well, guy still makes a million dollars a week. He still makes $16 million a year. But it's not, uh, it's not like Patrick Mahomes making 35-plus, Aaron Rodgers making 40-plus. So... What I'm getting at, though, is this Tampa Bay team is the first team in, like, the last 20 years at least that's truly running it back. Like, they have the same roster that that won the Super Bowl last year, except for, guess what, it's even better because you have to think 
Antonio Brown will be more comfortable with the system. He'll be better. Yep. Rob Gronkowski will be more healthy. But more than anything, yep. O.J. Howard was supposed to be their bell cow tight end, and then he tore his ACL. So he'll be back as well. So I think that Tampa Bay is absolutely an over. I would actually even take it if it was 12-and-a-half with Tampa Bay uh, at an 11-and-a-half to 12-and-a-half over-under. All right, who else you got? Who else you want to talk about? Let's talk about those Chiefs. All right, Chiefs are the have the highest over-under in the NFL. Not surprising. But it's at 12-and-a-half. I think that's perfect. I would take the over because I'm taking Patrick Mahomes every day of the week until somebody figures out how to stop him. What do you think? Chiefs over-under 12-and-a-half. I think they stay exactly where they're at. I think this is the year other yeah. teams and other coaches kind of figure Patrick Mahomes out a bit. Um, you know how they say usually by year three, quarterbacks are, are getting accustomed to what's happening in the NFL? Vice versa, the NFL starting to get accustomed to that quarterback. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, no knock. And I know my son's going to beat me up tonight when I'm because I'm talking about his team. But I think the Chiefs kind of mellow out, even though they still will be there at the tune of 12 wins. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's not a matter of if, but when the Chiefs run ends. But I do not think that that is going to be this year, at least not yet. A couple other teams I have, think have fascinating over or over-unders. Two teams out of the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. They have the exact same over-under of nine and a half. Where are you at with these two squads? A lot of it for Tennessee, it's contingent upon quarterback play and the health of, 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 of the big train down there in Derrick Henry. Uh, it, it, for me, it's right there. I don't think he's going to be able to duplicate and replicate what he did a year ago and the year before that either. Um, I'm not sure Tennessee is I well, no, as I think about it with the additional game, to me they're 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 a ten and seven team. They're a ten and seven team, so I'll take the one over. The Colts are tough. I'm not sure where they're at. They're 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 a good team. They're a solid team. I like both of their lines on both sides of the ball. Um, they have some nice pieces down there. But I think the Colts stay kinda right where they're at this year. Um I, I I don't know, man. It, the, the Colts just are, are almost an enigma to themselves. They're either really good or they're just kind of they're just there. They kind of hover. They just haven't been the same organization since old Pay Pay Manning left. I meant to ask you, did you watch Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame speech, buddy? Who wrote that? He wrote it. That's why it's so good. It's so good. Like politicians beware like this guy should be hired to write uh so to, saying, bro he's gonna be the so governor of whatever state he lives in man. tennessee so probably or louisiana someday. yeah right louisiana something yeah right like he's definitely gonna be a governor somewhere right oh my he, he i mean it's he is very smart very cerebral witty as is his brother um they they're just smart dudes that have it have a have a knack uh, for making you think, laugh, and ponder all in the same breath. Reggie and Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas here as we take you home on a Friday. Yes, all right, Reggie, we've got about three minutes left, and uh, that means we're closing in on uh, for sure less than 24 hours. We're about 24 hours and seven minutes away from Grizz football returning. Let's we're go. 20 hours away from Bobcat football returning. So this is awesome that both the great teams from the state of Montana are back in action. So, Quickly, like 30 to 45 seconds each. First and foremost, what do you want to see out of the Grizz tomorrow? What, what do you think is going to go down in Seattle with Washington Huskies? Dudes, consistency, execution, and go down swing and bring them down with you or rise above the situation and usurp them and cause an upset. 
Montana State, this is probably the only time of year I'm going to try to give you some love. <coughs> oh, God, that hurts. Uh, bring, it home for the, bring it home for the big sky and wear those cowboy hats proud. Do the, uh, do the 406 a little something special this weekend. So there it is, brother. A couple keys of the game for me. Uh, I think Montana, they just need to not get overwhelmed by the size and physicality of UW's fronts right out the gates. Once they settle in, I think they're one of the most supremely conditioned teams I've ever covered, so I think they will be able to hang. I think they have amazing depth. I mean, Montana has 14, count them, 14 players that already play in the FBS, so they have an FBS-like squad. They got eight dudes that played in the Pac-12, so I do think they'll be able to hang once they settle in. For Montana State, this all comes down to stopping the – uh, Wyoming run game. Wyoming's offensive line is huge. Huge. Massive. Six five three zero eight is what they average. They have not an all-conference, but an all-American offensive tackle at the right tackle spot. Montana State's defense is built for speed. They got a lot of really athletic, talented, and fast guys. But those guys are a little light uh, in the in the britches. So uh, they're going to have to buckle down and not let Xavier Valaday, the, uh, the all-conference running back, and Sean Chambers, the all-conference quarterback, run all over them. Sean Chambers has been the key for Wyoming. Wyoming's 9-2 and two when Sean Chambers finishes games. The problem is he suffered season-ending injuries each of the last two years. So Chambers has got to stay upright. But when he's healthy, he's the next one in line of those Brent Deegan and Craig Bull dudes. And those dudes include Brock Jensen, Easton Stitt, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen. These guys know what they're doing with quarterbacks. So Cass has got to weather the storm in the run game. Grizz has got to weather the storm overall and settle in and start using their depth uh, but it should be an outstanding and awesome Saturday tomorrow. That's everybody that contributed all week long, man. Can't thank you enough. Tommy Evans, you are my hero. The fact that you saved the day every single day this week, whether it was the equipment or the up on the mountain or getting this show on the air, making me new IP addresses for my zip drive, man. It's incredible that we get to do this show all over the country and, uh, it's so fun doing the Nuanas Now traveling radio show, man. I can't tell you how happy it makes me and that uh, we could not do it without you. So, Tommy, you are the man. Thank you so much for everything that you do. We'll be back at it on Tuesday. Monday is uh, Labor Day, so enjoy yourself your three-day weekend. And uh, we'll be back Tuesday. We'll have the Montana Football Hour to kick off Tuesday's show. Full reaction for both Bobcat Grizzly games and everything in between. In the meantime, have yourself an outstanding holiday weekend, and we'll see you soon. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.